Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! Shelby! Why are you whispering, first of all? I am? Um, yeah. Shelby, it's my Janet Jackson voice. <laughs> I'm a crying. My bad, I didn't know I was whispering, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> what's good, what's popping, what's happening, how you feeling? Girl, what's another word for disappointment? I don't know what it is. Okay, so let me tell you about the <laughs> what happened to me. So... I did something that I have never done before. Went somewhere that I've never been, and it was a singles mixer. Girl. Okay, let me tell you about my experience real quick. So it was advertised like it was gonna be this like fun game night at a bar restaurant place, and that you had to get there early and the tickets were sold out. So like me and my friend that I went with, we honestly didn't even have tickets because that's how sold out it was. And so she was like, well, let's just pull up, girl. So me, I don't know if about you or anybody else listening, but when I go somewhere new and I don't know the surroundings, I don't know the city, I will ride past the establishment to see what's going on first before <laughs> I park or anything. So I rode past the establishment and it was like this patio, but there was no one there, like nobody, not even the waitresses or nobody. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm, you know, too early. Waited maybe like 15 minutes, walked up there and it was all women. It looked like a ladies free before 11 or ladies night. It was like sprinkle in a couple of dudes. I mean, that's why dudes have so many options, to be honest, because it was like three dudes to 300 females at the end of the night. It was it was basically a ladies night. And so my experience, honestly, I couldn't even say that I made the most of it because I like sat at a table with um, some people that I didn't know because me and my friend that I went with, she had actually was at the bar and was talking to some dude. So I was like, you know what? I ain't got to hang up under her <laughs> like we together. So I went outside and played some games and stuff. And I actually met more female potential new friends than I did men because it just wasn't any men. And I'm just like, okay, what is the problem? This is why we single girls are still single because we don't have them options or where are the options at? Cause this is literally a singles mixer and there was no, there was not enough men. I don't get it. So that was my experience. And I probably won't go again. My friend's trying to tell me, Hey, we need to try it one more time, but I don't know. It gotta be some more men in there for me. So that was my weekend. (laughs) It's so crazy that you said that, friend, because I, not recently, I want to preface this by saying this was not recently. This was like years ago. Um, My cousin and I, we went to a singles mixer. We actually went to like a speed dating mixer, which was very interesting. And I mean, nobody, but I thought the experience was very interesting. And it was just because, you know, like, so for what I can remember with this, with speed dating, like you get a card or something and then you have to write down like what you think of the person and essentially you essentially what we did is we circled like if you were interested in it and if they were interested in it and then if they matched up then they gave you the other person's information 
I didn't like nobody. I didn't match with nobody. But I thought it was really interesting because that's not something that I would normally do. And that was outside my comfort zone. So my cousin had asked me to go with her. And I was just like, okay, like, you know, we can go and give it a try. Neither one of us met anybody. And I think after that, we just went somewhere and got drinks because we were all dressed up and cute anyway. And who's going to waste a full face of makeup and a badass outfit? But yeah, I think I definitely have seen it work for some people. But to your point, I think that, you know, I don't think, I don't feel like a lot of men that I would be interested in would go to those type of events. I just don't think that they would show up. <laughs> so I think I like the concept of like singles event and single mixers, but also like they just, I don't really feel like they'll like they'll work for me or I'm going to meet my person, but I understand the concept of them, but they don't work for me. Cause to your point, like there are more women than there are men. So that's my thoughts on the whole thing that y'all didn't ask for, but you kind of did. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I mean, yeah, of course, it was a waste of my new heels, my new fashion over jeans, and my okay. hair products. But <laughs> but I will say I met some girls that actually felt the same way that I did. Not that I was, like, expecting to, like, leave with, like, 20 numbers or something like that. But I did expect to see, like, an even number maybe or close to it. But I did make some connections with some of the girls and you know, potentially I could have, you know, some brunch buddies or something like that. So in a way, I know I said it didn't, wasn't trying, didn't make the most of it, but I guess that was the most I could do was to connect with other people. Cause like we've said on previous shows, like even if you are single and you go out and you don't necessarily meet a dude, like you could meet other like girlfriends and you never know who they know if they got a brother, cousin, somebody, a coworker, something that they know you don't, you just never know. So um, it was something, like I said, I tried, um, but don't really see myself going back to that type of situation, unless there's more men. <laughs> All right. So speaking of singles, let's jump into our first segment of the day, which is dating and relationships. So Shelby, let's talk about meeting someone new. So think about the last like person that you met that was new. So where did you go or where do you go to meet someone new? And what are things that you look for to know if you want to continue seeing or dating this new person? Yeah, so I'm going to keep it a book with y'all. I don't know where you go to meet new people. I don't. Like people always say, like, go do things you like. I'll never meet nobody new when I go do things I like. So I'm going to be honest with y'all and I'm not going to lie to y'all. I do not know. Now, where have I met the people that I have dated in the past? They all slid in my DMs. <laughs> That's how I <laughs> met people and I went on dates. They all slid in my, like, the people that, or the person that I dated recently, or even, like, the people before that, the last handful of people that I've dated or talked to or conversed with, like, I met via my DMs and before y'all asked me, like, oh, my gosh, up with this dangerous, he crazy. Like, they, we all had mutual friends and then a lot of times, like, I knew people that knew them, so I would ask, but I also, like, if I wouldn't meet them, like, I would meet them in a public place, and I would tell, like, two or three of my friends, and I would give them their Instagram pages, because I want y'all to know who I'm with, and if I go missing, who did it? Okay, that was a little graphic, but I'm just saying. Um, to answer your question, friend, I really don't know where to go, go to meet new people, but when I meet new people or I date new people, honestly, they usually slide in my DMs, so that's how I've met new people that I have dated. Um, in the past, um, and then what are things that I look for when I'm getting when I'm trying to see if 
I want to continue to date them. So yeah, so one thing about me is I think recently in the past two to three years when I've been dating um, or on the last date that I've gone on, like I am at the point in my life where obviously like I'm trying to see if you're my person, but I also don't put a lot of pressure on the first few dates because I think that so many times a lot of people try to make everybody the one and then they get mad when like they're not their person or they're not the one. And I think that sometimes when you're dating people, I think that some people are supposed to warm you up for the one. And then some people are, you know, maybe they're just for the moment. Like, I'm not just saying be reckless, but I think there's a purpose in everybody that you date or you talk to or you interact with or that you give your time to. So for me, the first couple of dates, like, I really just try to see if I enjoy your company. I really trust my intuition. I trust my gut. And like, ladies, let me tell you what the key is. This coming, this is coming from somebody who will talk you down. Like when you're on a date, shut up. Listen to me. Shut up. Like, obviously talk, but like don't over talk him because he will tell you like he will tell you so much information that you will leave that date pretty much knowing a lot of like what you need to know I think so many times like and then the other thing that I realized is when you go on dates a lot of times as women I'm talking about myself you tell a man exactly like what you want and so sometimes he transforms into that person to get you and then it's like Freddy Cougar in a few months girl you gave him the recipe (laughs) chill out (laughs) so I think for me I'm gonna be quiet but also like if we get past like a few dates that's when I started to hone in like, okay, like he may be okay. So what are things that I look for? Um, I try to decipher, is he, is, is he crazy? I try to decipher if is what he telling me lining up with what he's doing. For instance, like if you tell me that you are a project manager at Facebook, I'm going to go to LinkedIn and see, are you a project manager at Facebook? Like I need to make sure that that lines up. Like I'm trying to see if your words make match your actions like if you tell me that you're gonna pick me up are you there at eight o'clock are you there at 77 55 are you there at nine are you making excuses at 805 in my text like I'm trying to see like how do you treat people like I am such a really kind and nice person and so um I really, really watch how people move and how they interact with people. Like, I want to see how you treat your mom. I want to see how you treat your sisters. I want to see how you treat the people around you and your friends. I want to see how you treat people when we go to restaurants and the staff. That's really, really important to me. But also, I like, I look at your character. I look at, I look at your, you know, your sense of humor. And I just really, really try to get a vibe for who you are I think one thing that I've had to learn in recent years like I said earlier is I really have to trust my gut because one thing that I've learned for me I know people be like energy energy but seriously like anybody that's never meant for me their energy is always off and my body will not let me forget it and I think another thing when I'm dating somebody is I really have to pray about that person because I really like I know that anybody that comes into my life like I'm going to be good for them but I don't know if this person is going to be good for me. So I always try to pray and ask God to block it. And I'd be mad when God block it. But <laughs> I try to pray and ask God to like, you know, like, God, if this person is not for me, if there's something I need to know. Like, my prayer has always been make something so dramatic happen that I cannot ignore. And God always makes something very, very, very dramatic happen. And I'd be mad, but it works out and I see. So I think like when it comes to seeing or dating a person, I think you really just have to trust your instincts. I think that you have to really, I think a lot of times 
Erica said this before and I've said this before. When you date somebody, you meet their representative. And as the days and the weeks and the months and the years or however long goes by, their representative fades away. So I think that you have, for me, to continue to see a person, their actions, their words have to match their actions. And my intuition gut has to be good about it. I feel like I need to get confirmation from God about it. But also, if I just genuinely enjoy, you know, being around you, I think that a lot of times... For me, I've dated like very interesting men, but I think for me, like other things that I look for when trying to see if I like want to continue dating you, like, do you actually listen to me? Like, if I'm talking to you, can you repeat what I just said? Like, do you care about things that I'm talking about? Do you pretend to care? Do you call me? Do you text me? Do you follow up with me? I'm not saying blow my phone up like that because I'm busy, you busy, but I'm just saying, do you like take the time to like be intentional with hanging out with me? Do you plan dates? Like, do you spend quality time with me? Do you listen to me? Like, do you try to over talk me? That really really makes me mad. Like, don't over talk me. Do you try to over talk me? Like, or do you just like push your own agenda? Like, is it just about you, 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 or is it like we, and I listen to his words. Are, are you saying we, are you saying us? Are you saying me? Are you saying I like, and then just listen to like their thought processes on things. I think definitely with so much going on in the world that you really have to see like how people think and you have to take it for like what it is. Like, for instance, like with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, like I really want to know what you think. Like I really want to know what you stand on because that, like, I stand ten down, I stand ten toes down on what I believe. So if that doesn't align, we can't be together. We just can't because our visions and stuff like that aren't um, aligning. But I think for me, I just really have to get to know the person and see if our values and our missions align, and then if they do. I will continue to see you. But if not, then I got to peace out and wish you well. What about you, friend? I don't really know if I answered the question, but I rambled a lot. So <laughs> No, you did. And I really liked what you said about like praying about it and asking God, because that's one thing that I'm super serious about, because even though you shouldn't look at like what you said, every person as like the one or the husband, but I do, I am in this space in my life where I'm dating for the purpose to marry. So I asked God, uh, who sent him? Who sent you? I need to pray about it. Is this God endorsed? Like, God, let me know an answer before I start to catch feelings. Like, who sent him? Was it you or was it the devil? Because I don't got no more time for no more devils, okay? So (laughs) that's very important to me when you do meet someone new, just praying about it and asking God, like, okay, should I move forward with this or not? And believe me, he going to show you. Another thing my mama always told me, she was like, give a man 90 days. They're going to show you by then or before then. And that is so true. So what you were saying shall be about, um, the, them showing their representative, that mask gonna fall off within them 90 days, believe me. And then that's when you have to realize like, okay, if you know by the time, before that time that you're interested in them, that's when you gotta determine like, this. he may be new, it may be cute, it may be fun, we may look t- good together, but pay attention to the red flags because that may not be someone you wanna continue seeing um, even though this person is new. And then I've told you this before, Shelby, like a long time ago, like when you start meeting somebody new, everybody the homie first, like you the homie, I'm treating you like the homie unless until I have that conversation with you about 
um, what it what it is that you are looking for. And I think that's an important question to ask before you even get to them 90 days, because it's like, okay, what are you looking for? Because if he tell you, you know, I ain't really looking for no relationship. I just want to be, <laughs> I just want to be fun. Well then, okay, bye. Like if that's not what you're looking for, you're, you cannot change his mind. You cannot, you, can, you can't cook enough food for him. You can't bust it down the bedroom enough for him for to make him want to be in a relationship. And I'm just saying, so... <laughs> I but then if you do ask him and he's just like well relationships not a priority or if he says you know what I I'm dating to marry like then you can proceed but I feel like you have to ask them right questions even if that person is someone new I feel like when you have those type of standards or boundaries for yourself off top it's gonna weed out all them people that shouldn't be there so um (laughs) another thing I would say is that like you said where do you go to meet someone new I don't know (laughs) I don't know but I will when I look back on the people the newest people that have come across my life I've been out with friends I remember this one time I went to a cigar bar like me and my friend we randomly went into a cigar lounge it wasn't even part of the itinerary we just like "Mm, let's go in here and see what's up that's where all the men are the cigar lounges okay ladies the cigar bar (laughs) okay that's where they are um, and it was cool. And I actually met someone and we went on a little date and, um, he wasn't it, but <laughs> Hey, I met somebody new and we went on a date. Um, then, you know, I've gone to like other little like brunch spots, mimosa bars, happy hours, uh, fight nights. The fight night is a real good place to go to, to meet some dudes. Um, but you know, that's just what it was. You meet someone new, but if you, you can normally tell if the person is somebody that you would be interested in and continue to date or see. Um, I've also tried dating apps that wouldn't it neither. Um, so that's a no for me forever. Um, and then I actually met, this is crazy. I met someone that I, that had the most potential for me. I met him at a family funeral and that was crazy, but like I said, you can, like Shelby said, actually, you can go to all these places that you like and sometimes you won't meet somebody. But then I was literally going to pay my respects to a family member and I met someone and he was, had the closest potential to being someone that I would continue seeing or dating. So it really just depends y'all. But I think what it really comes down to is just like Shelby and I's tips were what to look for when meeting someone new, because when you do meet someone new, you get all excited and stuff. But hey, if that excited them butterflies, make sure it ain't just gas. Make sure that it's worth, <laughs> Shelby is like covering her face. Make sure that it is worth continuing on because y'all, it's not a game out here. It's really not. So that would be my advice. I don't even know if I answered the questions either, but that would be my advice. Are you okay? Are you dead? Like, <laughs> Y'all, Erica's so fucking funny, <laughs> and she got me rolling. <laughs> but yes, friend, you answered the question. Thank you for your commentary. Thank you for your time. <laughs> okay, thank thank me for my services. Okay, okay. So I guess we're gonna move on now to our next segment, which is the journey. So this is when Shelby and I will discuss something about how our journey to building our brand is going, or any tips, tricks, or advice. So let's discuss how to create your own lane. So Shelby, when starting your own business or a passion project, how do you set yourself apart or make your brand stand out from others? Yeah, you know, I feel like I love this question because I feel like people always will ask like other like people that have brands or businesses, you know, this question. And I feel like a lot 
of times people give you this long drawn out answer, but for me, it's really simple. Like I think the way that you set your brand apart or your business apart is that like you show up as your authentic self and you create original content that is a reflection of you that your community or customers can benefit from. And I say that because I think that with you know, just with social media in general now, I think a lot of people show up inauthentic. I think a lot of people show up and, you know, just create content that is popular or trendy, but you know that they don't do that or that they can't relate to that or that that's not them. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in the algorithm and the hustle and bustle and what everybody else is doing. But like, if it's not who you really are and it's not authentic to who you are and what you do, I think that people are very smart and in tune and can tell that it's not authentic and it's not yourself. So I think the way for me that you set your part, that you set yourself apart is that you just show up as your authentic self. I think that so many times people think that you have to be perfect, but I'm not interested in perfect Patty. Like I'm interested in imperfect Issa, like girl, did you try a new recipe and it messed up? Okay, that's interesting to me. Okay, did you try a new roller set and it didn't come out? Okay, that's interesting to me. Girl, did you go get your hair done and your nails done and you came out and you like, I'm a bad bitch and then you got on and you told us about it? Like, I'm interested in that. Like, I'm just interested in people being their authentic selves and having their authentic personalities. I think that when you show up for your, I think when you show up as your authentic self, that's how you build your tribe. That's how you build your community. And that's how, people are attracted to you. I think for so long, just in general, like I would try to show up and do other things that people were doing on social media, but now I literally don't care. I don't care. Like I just want to show up as my authentic self. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. And I think personally that for all things melanin, that Erica and I really just show up as ourselves. I think that this podcast is a reflection of that because I say it's all the time. Me and Erica are similar, but we're actually very different. And If you have been like a day one person listening to us, or even if you just started listening to us, you can tell like our, you can tell like how we are with our personalities. Like this is us every single day, every single minute. Like when we're together, when we're not, we're on the phone, when we FaceTime and like, this is our personality. And I think the way that you set yourself apart is that you just show up as yourself and you do things and share things that are authentic to you. What do you think, friend? I agree. Uh, Being real, being authentic is the most important. And also I think when you, whenever you find your niche or whatever you niche, niche, whatever (laughs) you can, you are able to um, create a space that may be missing. Cause I think for me and Shelby, when we started all things Melanie, we started because we did not see anybody that really looked like us that had a platform like us and we made it our own, you know? So don't be discouraged if you are a fashion designer and you feel like everybody you see on social media is also a fashion designer. There is a lane for you and there is a a way that you can create your own space. And if you have a cool idea that sets yourself apart or that is different from everyone, please don't let anybody discourage you and try to tell you how you should do your fashion design. Because I think what Shelby and I have come across too, a lot of the times, even in our own like personal passion projects is people trying to tell you, well, you know, you should do this or you should do that, but it's your vision and your, your 
authentic self. So nobody can tell you how to be your authentic self, right? So you are able to create your own lane by staying true to what your vision is, what your why is, because me and Shelby always preach about what is your why? Why are you doing this? (laughs) What is your purpose? Like once you stay close to that always, and that's your foundation, I think that that alone will set yourself apart. And I think that a lot of the times when you do start a business, you kind of get intimidated because it's like, well, I had that idea too, or I want to do that too. And you absolutely can because people most likely buy or purchase from people that they like. They don't, it's not even necessarily that they, that your product is better. They like you, they going to buy from you. So I think that putting Uh, Shelby nailed it on on the head about putting yourself out there as who you truly are or not perfect Patty, like you said, and being able to show like, hey, I make mistakes too. Or, you know, like Shelby and I always try to um, expose, I don't know if expose is the word, but maybe expose what it's really like building a brand, what it's really like trying to build something from the bottom up or from scratch. It's not easy. And so another thing about our platform is a lot of people will try to portray like, oh, well, look, I made it. And it's like, okay, but it probably took you 15 years to make it. You know what I'm saying? So I think just being authentically you, like you said, finding your niche and not letting people try to kind of tell you how you should live out your vision is a way for you to maintain your own lane um, once you create one. Um, and creating a space that is needed. So that's what I would say. So let's keep it moving to our mentor moment. This is the segment where Shelby and I will read a listener's letter and then we'll give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Shelby and Erica. So I need your advice on this. I've been single for years now and I've always been that one single friend. I had one of my girlfriends reach out to me to try to set me up with her husband's friend. I told her I was open to it. When I realized who it was, I had actually met him once before about a year ago at a wedding. I realized that my girlfriend tried setting him up with a friend of ours about a year ago, but they never dated or even talked. So should I proceed with getting to know this person or am I violating a girl code if I proceed? Hmm. I think this is an interesting question. I guess, like, I would have more questions or follow-up questions. Like, I would want to know, like, even though they didn't talk, was one person interested in the other? Like, did somebody have a crush on the other one? Like, was someone excited? Like, why didn't they talk? What happened? Is something wrong? Um, But also, I would ask, like, how close are you to this friend? Because, you know, there are different levels and degrees of friendships. There are, like, best friends. There are friends. There are associates and there are passerbyers. I made that up. Passerbyers are people that you don't really know and you cool with, but y'all know each other like in like, you know, group settings and y'all can have a cordial conversation. I would say like normally, this is just me when it comes to friends, because I don't use the friend like I don't use the word friend lightly. So for me, usually when it comes to friends, if there's like any type of discord that could that I think could even possibly come about because of a dude um I won't touch it with a 10-foot pole like I will just pretty much like leave it alone um and stuff like that 
But I would say, like, if you're actually, like, interested in this person, like, maybe, like, have a conversation with your friend and, like, see how they feel about it. I feel like if somebody's your friend, then there is nothing that you can't talk to them about and hash it out. I think that if you have a conversation with them and they're okay with it, then and you want to talk to the person, then I think that you should go for it. I think that if there's a little, like, animosity or stuff, I think then you have to decide, like, okay, do I want to give this a try or do I want to, you know create animosity and I say that because like back in the day like a couple years ago or this was a long time ago I remember that um, I had a crush on this guy and um I asked my friend I was like um because I heard the great about that she had liked him and when I talked to her about it and I asked her about it she told me she didn't um so I was like okay cool so I proceeded and obviously she lied (laughs) and you know that just didn't work out for us so I definitely think that you should have a conversation with your friend and then make your judgment from there. What do you think, friend? Yeah, I think it just all comes down to having a conversation with that mutual friend. First, having a conversation with the friend that's trying to set you up and be like, okay, why? What is this? <laughs> What's going on? And, but then um, the most important conversation is with that mutual friend that has, I guess, that she tried to hook uh, you up with, uh, hook him up with before. Um, because honestly, I think when it's violating girl code is if that person had, they've dated, they've talked, they slept with each other, they was in love, they married, they had a baby, like all of that. But if, if they never dated or even talked, I think it's okay. But I think what makes it okay is if you kind of get the okay from your friend, cause friendships come before dudes. Okay. Um, so I would definitely, like Shelby said, check with that friend first um I have never like in the past had you know a situation where like I'm violating girl code but I remember one time I was out with some friends and this girl had made a comment it was actually me my friend and then her friend so her friend made a comment about some guy that walked in the establishment and was like saying how nice looking he was and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh yeah, he is nice looking. So when we all left the establishment, he, she goes up and talks to him. And then next thing I know, he's in my face talking to me. And so I'm talking to him about her. Like I said, why are you over here when you know that she is interested in you? And I was like, you know, pumping her up. Really? I was just like, she's this, she's that, you know, she got this, she got that. And she was also talking to someone else too. And at that time, so he was like, yeah, but she's not really my type, blah, blah, blah. And he, and so I was like, okay. So he was like, but you know, I just need to put my number in your phone. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> no, first of all, side note, I was not interested. Okay. For several reasons, but I'm not going to put that baby out there like that. But <laughs> So as I've always said in the past, like my rule is when a guy asks me for my number, I let him put his number in my phone to avoid any type of weird uh, rejection blow up from these dudes because we just don't know. So I'm like, okay, yeah, put your number in my phone. And I delete it after that. So when he did that, she actually saw him do that, this girl. And so she had the nerve to tell her friend, which is our mutual friend, that she had a problem with that. And I was like, girl, you can have that number if I still had it in my phone. I was like, I was explaining to her, like, I was not interested in him. And it just became this whole thing. And I was like, first of all, Erica ain't never been the type to try to steal nobody man. Okay. And then as quiet as it's kept, 
that's a friend of my friend, not necessarily like somebody that I'm close to anyway, but it was just weird. And I felt weird because I was like, I don't violate girl codes like that. So I would just say (laughs) that you need to make sure that you check with your friend because you never know how they may feel. Even if you never talked to that person, never dated that person, not interested in that person, you need to make sure you have um, that conversation before you proceed uh, with this guy if you are interested in him. But child, let me know how that go. Okay, so if you have a question that you want us to answer, please send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So today we're going to leave you with the words of encouragement coming from Matthew 6, 6, which reads, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So I have actually been um, highlighted this in my Bible app because there's actually a movie on Tubi, y'all. I really love Tubi. And there's a movie on there called The War Room. And it was totally not what I expected, but it's basically about this woman having issues in her marriage and just like everything. And she um, is a realtor. So she sold this house to this older lady who was giving her advice about how she needs to go into her prayer closet and pray about everything. And as soon as she started doing that, everything changed. So um, what it just means to me for this verse is that like, it don't necessarily have to literally be a closet, <laughs> but you could just go in your bedroom, close the door and just spend that quiet time with God. Cause A lot of the times what I'm trying to train myself to do is just to sit with him and not ask for stuff, complain about stuff, cry about stuff, like just literally sit there in his presence. Because I will say that it is true that he will reward you when you make that time to just sit there and um, just be with him. And so that's what it means to me. So it's my personal challenge to every morning to go into my room or my prayer closet, whatever, and pray. So what does it mean to you? Yeah, very similar to you, just piggybacking off you, Fred. Like, um, I really like this Bible verse. And recently um, in my daily and morning devotionals um, that I do, uh, one thing that I've been dealing with or doing devotionals over specifically is prayer. And so it's so crazy that this is tying into the devotions that I'm doing. But when I read this Bible verse and I hear it, um, it's one that I'm familiar with and that I really, really like. Um, it's really just a reminder to me to make sure that I am spending quality, uninterrupted time with God. Like make sure that I am really giving him my undivided attention because I think a lot of times we'll halfway pray, but we will fall asleep or we'll be thinking about a million other things or we won't even thank God for anything that he's done. Like I think with prayer, it's really the time to like, like Erica said, go in your prayer closet or go in your room or get in a quiet space and really have an open and honest conversation with God and really be vulnerable with him. I think a lot of times, like obviously God hears our prayers, but God also knows the intent of your prayers. He also knows the meaning behind your prayers. And I think when it comes to prayer, it's very, it's very important to be intentional. It's very important to spend quality uninterrupted time. It's very important for us to be vulnerable. It's very important for us to be honest. And it's very important for you to to do it um, regularly and to 
you know, spend time with him. So I think for me, this is just really a reminder how important it is to spend time with God and to pray because at the end of the day, like how can we expect God to answer our prayers if we don't pray to him? How can we expect God to answer our prayers if we won't even give him the time of day? Like God is not our genie. He just does not pop up and grant our wishes and grant our prayers. There are prayers that I've been praying to God for that he has just answered that I prayed for years ago. There are things that I'm praying for right now in this season that God is completely silent on that I do not hear him on. But I think that's a part of faith. I think that's a part of the journey. But I also think that prayer is a way for us to be in tune with God to see what he wants us to do. Like prayer is when God gives us peace. Prayer is when God gives us answers. Prayer is when God tells us to wait a minute. Prayer is a time when God gives us ideas and revelations. And I think that prayer is really an important part of our lives that we have to be very intentional about. I love that. I really do. So on that note, bow your head, close your eyes, Shelby. Anybody that is driving, as we always say, do not close your eyes. Um, Just sway with it. So, dear God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this day. Um, Please give us guidance that we need to get through this season. Whatever season that anyone under the sound of my voice is going through, please give us the guidance that we need. And thank you for your continued protection, your continued favor, your continued blessings. And for anyone who may be dealing with worry or anxiety or just the distractions of the world, please place it on their heart to spend time with you in their prayer closet, in their war room, and may you reward them abundantly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.